Hello, I'm Scott Suskovic, Senior Pastor at Christ Lutheran Church. I want to invite you to check out our website, ChristELCA.org. And join us at worship. We have four different, very unique campuses. So glad you're here. Enjoy this podcast. Good morning. I have been thinking a lot about what makes a good leader. Is it strength? Strength to move mountains. Strength to lift anything you can or huge muscles. I think a good example of that is The Rock. Dwayne Johnson. Yes, he has huge muscles. Or what makes a good uh, leader is it experience. I think of a good president of uh, George Washington. He had experience. He had experience in the military. He was a hero in the French and Indian War. He was a general in the Revolutionary War. Not only did he have experience in military, he also had experience in politics. He was a member of the Continental Congress. So he had good experiences to become the first president. But is that what makes a good leader? Or is it intelligence, being smart, having a high IQ, like maybe Einstein? His IQ was between 205 and 225. It was up there, and he developed the theory of relativity that I couldn't tell you a bit about right now. Does that make a good leader? Or is it fearlessness? Does fearlessness make a good leader? And when I think of fearlessness, I think of our first responders, the men and women that put their lives on the line every day to protect others. And when I think of fearlessness, I think of a picture of 9-11, where everybody is running from the Twin Towers but our first responders are running towards it. Is that what a leader is? Or maybe you put all of those together and you have someone with huge muscles, wooden teeth, crazy hair, and nice boots. I don't know. Well, in the church, we look for leaders a little bit differently. We look for people that help us see glimpses of the kingdom of God. Biblically, leaders are different than what the world tells us. From our gospel today, from Matthew 18, we read about Jesus. About that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of God? Jesus called a little child to him and put the child among them. Then he said, I tell you the truth. Unless you turn from your sins and become like little children, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. So anyone who becomes as humble as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And anyone who becomes a little child like this on my behalf is welcoming me. 
Instead of lifting up strength, experience, intelligence, or being fearless, Jesus places a little child in the crowd and says, this one, this one is the greatest. Unless you change and become like this little child, you won't enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, today is different. This day and age, we shower our children with praise. We lift them up. We give them awards. We give them trophies for holding a bat and going to practice. Of course, uh, when, but in Jesus' day, children were looked at totally different. They were, their worth was found in what they could do. And children can't do much. They were placed on the same level as those that were crippled, widowed. The children couldn't do anything. So it was a huge surprise when Jesus put a child among them and said, this is the greatest. Of course, he's not teaching us to be childish in the sense of being impatient or prone to temper tantrums or selfishness, but rather to become childlike with humility, honesty, gentleness, affection, and a deep sense of dependence. The world seeks greatness in a leader who is strong, confident, bold, independent, and tough. But the kingdom of God searches for greatness that is completely the opposite. And we can read more about this in Isaiah chapter 11. Out of the stump of David's family will grow a shoot. Yes, a new branch bearing fruit from the old root. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. He will delight in obeying the Lord. He will not judge by appearance nor make decisions based on hearsay. In that day, the wolf and the lamb will live together. The leopard will lie down with the baby goat. The calf and the yearling will be safe with the lion. And a little child will lead them. Jesus is reflecting on Isaiah chapter 11 that he said, there will come a day. There will come a day when the kingdom of God comes and the Messiah will restore all things. The wolf will lie down with the lamb and there will be peace. There will be peace. And here it is. And a little child will lead them. A little child will lead them. For the last three weeks, we have been going through our uh, stewardship campaign and talking about living generously. And uh, if you are new or haven't been around, about a month ago, we got all of our middle schoolers together. 
and we gave them envelopes. And in the envelopes was either a 20, 50, or $100 bill. And we gave them one mission. We said, use this to impact the kingdom of God. Now, they could have done anything with this money. They could have done anything. But they have done some amazing things. So let's take a look at some of the videos that we have from our youth. My name is Isaac Dunn. I am in sixth grade, and my school is John Croslin School. The m amount of money that I got was $50. What I did to increase the kingdom of God was to donate it to the Levine Children Hospital. What they do is to help children with medical problems succeed in life. The reason why I did this was because it was the hospital that my sister Noelle was at because she was born with a medical problem. What I learned from this experience was to always use the time and resources that God gives you to make an impact that is good on the world and also the kingdom of God. Hi, my name is Molly Canavy and I'm in eighth grade at South Charlotte Middle School. I received $50 in my envelope at Sunday school. My dad was able to match a gift of another $50, so I was able to donate $100 in total. I decided to increase the kingdom of God by donating to the Charlotte Rescue Mission. The Charlotte Rescue Mission provides free Christian-based residential recovery programs that help people struggling with the disease of addiction. They help them get sober, find employment, and stable housing. They have the Rebound Program for Men and the Dove's Nest Program for Women and Families. I chose to give to this mission because I love this organization and all that they do. Also, over the last five years, my swim team has participated in a swim event called Lobster Love where we raise money for the Charlotte Rescue Mission. I thought it was really exciting to see all the organizations around Charlotte grow from all the generous contributions. I saw God in this be process because I was able to serve others and give back to those in need. Thank you. Hi, I'm Maddie Fail. I'm in eighth grade and I go to J.M. Robinson Middle School. With the money that I got, which was $100, I'm going to be doing a raffle. With the raffle, I'm going to be selling tickets for either a $25 Visa gift card, a $25 Amazon gift card, a $25 Ulta gift card, or a $25 Dick's Sporting Goods gift card. With the money I make selling the tickets, which are $10 a piece, I will be donating it to the Church Christmas Shopping Fund, which buys toys, essentials, just anything for unfortunate families during the holiday season. Hello, I'm Brock Watney, and for my generous service project, I did lemonade to to raise money for the Humane Society. This summer, I raised $275, and every August since I was in fourth grade, I've done it. I enjoy helping dogs and cats, and I love making a difference in the world. This year, I helped a cat who needed surgery, and last year, I helped a dog that had heartworms. I make homemade dog treats, cupcakes, and lemonade, and I also make flyers to give out to my neighbors to get a big turnout. I love doing this, and this is really fun for me. Thank you for listening. Didn't they do a great job? Yes, let's give them a round of applause. And after this worship service, Maddie will be downstairs selling raffle tickets. So you want to win 
that gift card and help out the Christmas shopping. So please see Maddie after church. Well, this experiment was based on the parables of the talent, where a rich man goes out of town and leaves his servants with different forms of money. Two of them double their money, and this uh, rich man gives them great blessing. But then one buries a hole, digs a hole and buries it, and the master is disappointed. So here we have kids that could have done anything with this money. They could have buried it in a hole and bought video games, but they didn't. Each and every one of them has done amazing things with their money. This week I hope to compile everything because every time you see a kid on a video or in worship in person, there's two more that would not get up in front of everybody for the life of them. And I'm saving all of that resource for confirmation. So, uh, but we do have two that are here today that are willing to share. Will you please come up, Natalie and Logan? Okay, can you share your name, your grade, and your school? And you can take off your mask because we're away from people. <laughs> I'm Logan Garner. I'm in sixth grade, and I go to Sedgefield Middle School. I'm Natalie Thompson. I'm in sixth grade, and I go to South Charlotte. Wonderful. So the question that we all have, and I know you guys have it, how much money was in your envelope? I had $20 in my envelope. I had 100 in my envelope. Okay, so what did you do to increase the kingdom of God? I used the money to make dog treats and the um, profit that I make, I'm going to be donating to the relatives. Wonderful. I um, made a lemonade stand and I made like mint chocolate chip Oreos and sold them to my neighbors and I also did household chores. Wonderful. Wonderful. So, um, what is the neighbors, and why do you want to help them? Um, the relatives. Relatives. I'm <laughs> sorry. Sorry. The relatives is a homeless shelter for um, kids who don't have a home, and they take them in, and they make, they give them just the basic necessities, and they make them feel like they're safe and at home. And before, before you move on, and there's still dog treats available, so she's not quite done with her project, so you all can help by uh, buying dog treats. And if you don't have a dog, I know there's probably one in your neighborhood that would love some treats. <laughs> um, I donated my money to the Humane Society, and I had $180, and I split it in half, and I gave half to the Levine Children's Hospital and half to St. Jude. Okay. So uh, why did you choose these projects? Um, I chose the relatives because I've worked with them in the past with my school, and I really liked what they were doing, and I thought that they were really making a difference. I actually 
actually got my dog from the Humane Society, so I kind of wanted to give back to them. And I've just always had a special place in my heart for the children's hospitals and stuff like that because I'm so happy that, like, I'm able, like, I'm healthy and just helping other people that might not be as fortunate to me. I felt like giving back to them. Wonderful. And what did you learn from this experience? I learned that just with $20, I can make a really big difference, and I can help a lot of people, and it really made me happy. I agree. I mean, I like helping people, so just seeing, like, the smile on people's faces when you help them and, like, just a little bit goes a long way. And then where did you see God in this project? I saw God through helping other people, and I knew that I was helping God help the relatives. Um, I really saw that they were going to be helped, and that made me really happy. So, um, I saw God mainly all through this project. I mean, I think without him, I probably wouldn't be doing this right now. I'd just be like, well, um, but... He really has helped me see things in a different perspective and helping people that really do need it. Wonderful. Well, thank you, guys. Can we give them a round of applause? They did a great job. Thank you, guys. If you could go back to your seat. So these past few weeks, we have heard these tremendous stories of youth that have done generous things with their money. But this purpose wasn't just to lift up our kids or hear these great stories. It was for each of us to be inspired by the youth, that we may be led by their generosity, by their heart, by their humbleness. This past week, we all got sent an intention card in the mail for our 2022 giving. And we would like you to consider how you are going to gift this to the church. And your gift might not seem like much. Like the $20 might not seem like a lot, like Logan said. But she was able to make a lot out of that. So your gift might not seem like much, but placed with 3,000 other members' gifts, and we can do incredible things here at this place. But Christ Lutheran just doesn't keep it to ourselves. We also share that money that we get. Over $600,000 goes to different organizations. Some of it goes to the homeless with room in the inn, we feed the hungry through loaves and fishes. We partner with um, our middle school down the road, McClintock Middle School, for McClintock Partners in Education. We do work with Lutheran World Relief in Central America. We also work locally with Crisis Assistant Ministry and a Child's Place. The Bible says that a child will lead us. And for the past three weeks, we have done just that. We have seen the faithful impact that our kids can make. 
And now we can do the same thing. So I want to con- you to consider a gift to Christ Lutheran. The money from all four campuses goes together for one church, one budget, one membership, and one mission, God's mission. And at the same time, there's freedom in each of the campuses to do their unique um, expressions through programming and staff. So today we will uh, receive intention cards, and there's so many ways to give them. You could place them in the offering plate, or you could go on Realm and let us know what your intention is. Or you could email Greg Huther or mail it to the church office. So there are several ways to let us know what your intention is. But living generously, it is one of our core values here at Christ Lutheran. However, it doesn't always come naturally. It has to be learned, a lesson that is taught by God, by Jesus, who gives us an example of a little child. And let the little children lead us. Amen.